Mr. Pizza is based off a uh, pizza place in what's called Mystic Connecticut. And it's a pizza place called A Slice of Heaven. Now, Julia Roberts stars in this particular film called Mystic Pizza. It's like pizza in Mystic Connecticut. That's what this film is based on. And we're going to take it minute by minute to figure out why we're talking about pizza in Mystic Connecticut. Feel free to spin in your chair all you want. So, uh, maybe just as an opening topic, uh, I've got something I want to discuss, which is, why do actors always feel like they need to method act the uh, the Joker? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, it seems really unnecessary, because, like, if there was ever, like, a shallow, like, one-note character, it's the Joker, right? He's just, like, an evil clown. Yeah, so, I have a question. Is this related to Julia Roberts' character at the very opening of the scene? Yeah, it could be. Looking like a psychopath that she walked up the stairs? She would have made a good female Joker. Yeah, but, like, so, all of these Jokers, they're like, I'm gonna go stay in, like, a Serbian insane asylum, and, like, you know, male rat testicles to people and stuff. But, like... No, except for, like, ironically, Jack Nicholson, who is a method actor and didn't feel the need to do any of that, I assume. Yeah, he, like, already was the Joker. Right. He's like, I got this. Anyway, so, yeah, that's my complaint about actors. I don't know, like, they're like, ooh, jo- like, the Joker, I'm gonna go real nuts on this one. Uh, you know what the worst part is? We're going to have to see the Jared Leto Joker, like, three more times at least, mm-hmm. because now he's, like, a part of a universe, and they're gonna keep on bringing back... Yeah, oh, and then there's gonna be like a Joker movie. I don't and know. Jared Leto's gonna be it. I think they tried like drowning that baby before it really came Hatched. out in theaters. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, he's uh, they cut him out of a lot apparently uh, for Suicide Squad. Yeah, I didn't see it. I haven't seen any of the new DC universe movies. Like, but now Wonder Woman is good. It which was good. Was like, yeah, which was like there was. I was like disappointed to hear there were a number of plot holes, but you know. There are plenty in all the Avengers. This felt like an Avengers movie, Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it was really looked like one from like the previous. But it was so less that's boring. The direction than they're Avengers going, movie. like be like the other good ones. Yeah, be like a good movie. Franchise. Be like a good yeah. movie. <laughs> yeah. And now we've got this uh, the Dark Universe, which Universal is doing. Uh, it's like all their monsters, oh, their classic yeah. monsters. This yeah. mummy movie is in it. I've read. They, I heard they took that one out already because it did so poorly. No, no, Dracula Untold. Yeah, I hope this just results in a monster mash movie. <laughs> yeah, it's the big celebration at the end where they're all, you know, drinking the, cocktails in the graveyard. That's what they should have called the universe. They're actually the prequels to Hotel Transylvania. I don't know, but I read an uh, article today that said uh, the mummy will already lose $95 million. Right, just and, like, and here's why. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was like it can't it can't do well the mummy. But it looks terrible. It looks really <laughs> terrible. It does look pretty terrible. You know what I uh, noticed about like the marketing of the mummy? Remember when they first started marketing it? Yeah, and it was yeah. just that airplane scene. Yeah, and it was like Tom Cruise all over it. Like uh-huh. uh, like the most recent trailer I saw of the mummy, there was no Tom Cruise at all. Yeah. Like, why did they cut Tom Cruise out of the trailers? Uh-huh. Did something weird happen with Tommy? Anyway, this is the uh, the Mystic Pizza Minute. Mm-hmm. This is a podcast in which we go through the 1988 Julia Roberts vehicle, Mystic Pizza, minute by minute, uh, describing each one and discussing and so forth. Uh, I'm David Holford. 
I'm John Windsor. And with us today we have... Addison Davis. Addison Davis. So, uh, you're, our, I think, our first guest that's actually seen the movie. Yeah, I was tricked into it. Um, <laughs> my now wife told me that you guys had started a podcast. Uh-huh. Uh, and I was like, oh, David must love this movie. I wonder what is going on. And I listened to the first episode. Well, I listened to the to the uh, theme song for uh-huh. the first episode, and I kind of turned it off immediately. Oh, yeah? Um, I came back to it later, uh, but the... It was. It terrifies me to this day. The Mystic Pizza Minute. Uh, Is it song. too long? We keep having this discussion about shortening our theme songs. It's like a, a solid minute. You know, it's not quite like HBO opening credits length or anything, but like I think it's fun. I, I don't know. I'll listen to a few more episodes and get back to you. Um, <laughs> it's kind of supposed to be terrifying in a way. Yeah, I, for I the de- record, I definitely get well, that. Yeah, the first version of it that we got, which I think is one of our closing ones now, is it like the very first one? Um, the really sad one. Yeah, the the, the guitar one. Yeah, okay, so, like, we got this guy, Bungler, to record this song for us, and, like, uh, apparently he had just broken up with his girlfriend, like, mm-hmm. right after mm-hmm. we asked him yeah. to do it. Listener, <laughs> of, listener of the show, Bungler. Yes. Yeah, so anyway, he, keep going. <laughs> so he just sent us this incredibly sad <laughs> Mystic Pizza song, which, which was cool, we, we use it, but, like, you know, it wasn't something we wanted to hang the whole show on. Um, no, it's good, I love our music. I love our end theme songs too. But yeah, the the, the one the theme song it would have just been weird. It's like the one that we all like collaborated on, so mm. that became the theme song. Yeah, you know, it's like has the most production in it. But yeah, it, it's terrifying. Anyway, we should probably We're, like, talk about this in minute. the background and everything. <laughs> so, uh, Windsor, what happens in this minute? Can you describe it? Uh, so uh, it's like a. I guess it ends on like the last part of the last scene when like Daisy's on the stairs with her dress, and Cat is down below, you know, looking at her dress. And so it just ends with the shot of Kat uh, walking back down the stairs. She's all, like, conventionally dressed like an Amish woman. Mm-hmm. But uh, then it cuts scene to the outside of, uh, like, a house, like a real nice, uh, I guess, mystic house on the river. And there are people working on this house. We cut to the inside of the house, and uh, Phoebe walks in the door, and she's like, Daddy! And Kat follows behind her, you know, they've been out. And so, a wardrobe change for Kat, too. Wardrobe drove change for Cat. I wrote that she's also still very conventionally dressed. Yeah, she goes from like Amish to to like know, student fall. or something like yeah. Private looks like she's too. hiding something. She goes from Amish to like fall weather Amish because <laughs> she put a sweater over you know her button up shirt. And then but uh, she looks nice. So she's bringing Phoebe to visit her uh, dad at work, uh, and they apparently have just come from the library story hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is not 100% something I'm familiar with. I, I did a lot of reading on my own when I was a kid, so I didn't need somebody to read to me at the library. But uh, it sounds like it might just be a scheme to get people library cards, though, because she got one of those. Yeah, she's know. like, I got my library card. And he's like, oh, cool, what did you pick up? Because she picked up two books. Mm-hmm. And uh, she shows him the books that she picked up, and he's like, oh, wow. So one of the books is Babar's Little Girl. Mm-hmm. And the other book is The Yellow House. Now, I spent a few minutes uh, Googling these titles and came up with nothing particularly interesting about either of them. They're children's books. Yeah, they're all they're both real books. Mm-hmm. I wrote down, uh, Babar's Little Girl was written by uh, Laurent de Brunhoff. 
Well, is that the writer of all of the Bad Bar stuff? Yeah, I guess that's the writer of all okay. the Bad Bar stuff. And the Yellow House, I think I got the wrong Yellow House. I like wrote down the author of like the adult version of the Yellow House. <laughs> this ain't that, the Yellow House that, XXX. Yeah, this ain't the Yellow House Triple X, mm-hmm. uh, written by Patricia Falvey. Mm-hmm. But once again, that's not the right the Yellow House. Okay, I, I got the wrong one. Good job, good job, team. <laughs> yep, go team Mystic. Um, uh, who's Bar- ba- Babar? Babar. Babar. Are you not familiar with this character? I, it's been a long time. So the there name used to be a, familiar. H- an HBO show, is that right? HBO. They're, yeah. I mean, that's mostly where I know it. There was that first, like, right? Yeah, they, they were a series of children's books. It wasn't. It wasn't too dissimilar to like Curious George or something oh, okay. like that. Um, so, you know, just a whole lot of them, like, because, you know, kids become obsessed with, like, one character, and then they just want to hear, you know, the continuing adventures of, and eventually the parents get sick of just making them up off the top of their head. Mm. Uh, for my family, I, I always liked, uh, do you know the story of the, the stone soup? Yeah. Yeah, I loved that story when I was a kid, and so I would just have my mom, like, make continuing adventures of, like, the stone soup guys. Mm. Like, uh, you know, and they would go and just trick people into like being nice to each other like in different contexts and stuff huh. anyway well yeah i was looking up um babar's little girl uh, a little bit but uh i didn't really get much of a synopsis of it but i was reading some reviews <laughs> and i was like how about i read some of the bad reviews of uh oh, babar's okay. little cool, girl cool. so this one lady gave babar's yellow girl uh <laughs> babar's God, little girl terrible uh <laughs> <laughs> she gave it two stars, two out of five on Amazon, and the headline is Somewhat Disturbing Message for Kids. And then she goes on to say, This book starts off harmless enough. Babar and Celeste are going to have a new baby. Midway through the story, it starts turning strange. Little Isabel, who is sort of a free spirit, wanders away from her family. She embarks on an adventure which leads her to a river with a house on the opposite bank that she wants to go to. Uh, I hope this isn't foreshadowing. There's like a river and houses. And oh man, maybe it is. Like, like maybe Phoebe drowns? Oh, oh man, is Phoebe going to die? Is that what Babar's little girl is telling us? Yeah. Spoilers. Mm-hmm. Uh, she asks an old stranger for a boat ride across and approaches the house. It is inhabited by two gentlemen who, when told that Isabel is looking for someone to play with, tell her you have come to the right place. All of this whole story sounds terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as a father of a five-year-old, my radar went off. It has a creepy feeling to me. The two gentlemen play hide-and-seek with her in the house, demonstrate yoga, and teach her to play poker. Seems harmless enough, right? Why not teach her a few drinking games while you're at it? It just seems weird. There is no talk of whether she is lost or does she need help. Just two adults playing with a lost child. <laughs> two stars <laughs> on Amazon. That's, that guy had a point. I by, think he had uh, a point. By Frank64. Mm-hmm. And uh, he says a whole lot more. So, you know, there, there, there's more to that if you want to read it yourself. Mm-hmm. But uh, this person, uh, it's just anonymous Amazon customer, gave it one star. The headline is, I read it to my granddaughter last night and have dot dot dot. Um, is it also going to just be complaining about how creepy the book is? Yeah, I read it to my granddaughter last night and have the exact sentiments as the others in a negative way. <laughs> I am throwing it in the trash so no other children are influenced by such behavior. 
That's all in caps, so that's why I said it that Now, way. like, I guess it's the stranger stuff that they're, like, I, 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 was there any, like, homophobic content in any of those? Like, were people, like, she's hanging out with, like, two men to share a house together? No, I don't think it was that. Now, was there any complaints about, like, unsafe, like, boating stuff? Like, you know, she shouldn't be, she should have a life jacket? I'm on. sure there are many things wrong with a book like that. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, apparently, uh, don't buy Babar's little girl for your children. You know what uh, children's book I always had an issue with is, um, have you ever read, um, uh, If You Give a Mouse a Cookie? I want to say yes. So, so the premise of it is, like, uh, if you give a mouse a cookie, he's going to ask you for a glass of milk. And then if you give him a glass of milk, he's going to ask you for a napkin. Oh. And then eventually he's, like, taking your job and, like, you're, like, living on the street because this I do remember this. stolen all your stuff. And, uh, Apologies. No, no problem. I think the uh, the moral of that story seems to be uh, like don't help people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the same moral that they gave us. Like going to Drexel, like in freshman year, mm-hmm. don't feed the homeless. Oh, yeah, they just want more. Yeah, yeah. Your yeah. workplace is not their home. <laughs> so I can see that a little bit. I mean, if you're just a person out on the street, you know, like walking by a homeless person, by all means, buy them a sandwich and stuff. But if you're it like, seemed a little cruel to tell thousands of kids during orientation. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if the homeless people know that they're that, like the orientation is telling. No, I don't. I, I don't know that they said that. They're just like, why is everyone so stingy here? But uh, like, second part of my argument is like, if you're like working on a job site and there's a homeless person like hanging out at your job site, probably best not. Like, to no, feed I that read that book. Person. If you give a mouse a cookie, he's gonna want milk next. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we don't have milk. It's a job site. <laughs> Pretty well, soon, he's got a hard hat on himself. Site, and he's swinging your hammer. On on uh, this job site, they totally did just have sandwiches at the ready. Well, like, because, like, he sounds like he's going to make her a sandwich, because, uh, uh, he asks Phoebe, he does, yeah. are you hungry? And, and she's like, yes, and he's And then he like, starts, like, looking under newspapers and shit as though he's gonna find a sandwich. I thought he was looking for, like, the sandwich-making materials, like, he was gonna get some bread, because he's, like, describing the process of making the sandwich, but then he just hands her, like, a greasy paper bag, <laughs> like, uh, so, like... Did he know she was coming, maybe? Yeah, maybe possible. he prepared it for her um, hours earlier in the day. Or and maybe now she's about just... to get, like, the worst diary of her life. Why do kids hate... <laughs> Cat's gonna have to deal with it. <laughs> yeah, sure. Hey, he's got a babysitter now. Not his problem. <laughs> Why do kids hate bread crust? I don't know. Uh, or, or do they? Or is that just Because a... it's brown. Is that... <laughs> yeah? They're just like... A maybe like, uh, like uh, their senses are... Like their tongues and stuff are more sensitive. They're because super they're children. Yeah, they're like super tasters. Oh, so it's, it's racism. Like, the crust, like... <laughs> it, first of all, like hurts their mouth more than the other parts of the bread does. Mm-hmm. And uh, it like tastes burnt because it's the outside of the bread that touched the oven, you know? I guess. Yeah. I've had the same wonder before... Makes no sense to me. I love my bread crusts. It's, yeah, it's, kids are just yeah. super tasters. You ever been to like um, like a children's museum or something where it's like you you have to feel like a carpet on the wall and mm-hmm. it's like here's like what a, touch here's what a carpet feels like and then next to it you have to feel like a bunch of nails sticking out of the wall uh. and it's like here's what a carpet feels like to a two year old. Huh. Wait, really? Yeah, because their hands are more Wait, where sensitive. have you seen this? I saw this at, it was like a children's museum I was at. I think I was, um, I was catering at like a children's museum. And they, they had like stuff on the wall. It was like, what do babies feel? 
And, like, <laughs> and it was like... Did they oh, have, like, a baby was... nailed to the wall? To... Yeah, yeah. There were, like, dead babies hanging from the ceilings and stuff. They were the light fixtures. When I was in Israel, I went to this insane museum that was all about uh, what it was like to be old. <laughs> <laughs> like a similar concept to this. So you go in and they have this like old person like uh, tell you about their life. They give you a little presentation and then they're like, but now I'm old. And they're like, let's go into this room and you can see what it's like Are to be old. Are they real old people? Or yeah, robots? real old people. Okay. And so the, you go into this thing and they like make try. They have all of these stations where it's like, okay, first we want you to walk up this flight of stairs with like weights on your ankles. Right? It's, <laughs> So this is what it's like to walk up. And then my favorite was uh, they wanted you to text, but it was like the old school, you know, hitting the button multiple times kind, but with like heavy gloves on. They're like, this is what it's like to text if you're old. And uh, then there was one where the, there was a fake telephone, and it was like the pharmacy was calling, and they were telling so you which like pills you had to take. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> wait. So they were telling you which pills you had to take, and then you had to sort them out into this pill thing. But they were just like rattling off it with like, a super complicated thing. Okay, so then the kicker is after this, the next room, they put you at this like weird table with buttons, like you're in like a like doing like market research or something and they start asking you all these questions and at first you're like maybe this is just to start discussion but no there are like wrong answers to this question and they like scold you so you're like they're like is 90 too old to be a pilot and I'm just like yes well, obviously from the previous room I know and they're like no 90 is not too old to be a pilot you were being be ageist illegal if you said that <laughs> like, and we're in a position of authority yeah yeah it was the craziest museum I've ever been to it'd be funny if they like put you into a simulator and like put you through situations that Mr. Goop Mr. Magoo would get into <laughs> yeah. they're like you know walk across the across this catwalk on like this high rise blindfolded yeah so you're like walking across the catwalk and they're like look down did the ground disappear <laughs> yes it did you're falling um all right so what else we got in this minute uh then basically phoebe is sent out to the porch to go eat her like mystery sandwich and uh the one rule that he has is don't get off the porch yeah he no makes he makes her look him in the eyes and he's like what did we say earlier and they both say don't get off of the porch yeah um, which I don't know. That seems like, I guess, if you had a kid coming to work, you would want to keep them contained. Mm-hmm. So then she, yeah, she runs past Cat to, uh, you know, go out onto the porch, and Cat yells after her uh, later alligator, and that ends the minute. Yeah. Um, so I guess we're going to have another scene with, which I'm glad about, because this was like so far. I think our most interesting minutes came from what is this guy's name again? Uh, Tim Travers. Tim Travers Tim from the Travers. the cat. Tim Travers' conversations have been the best scenes in my opinion. Yeah, I think yeah. So. Well, well, at least to talk about. Like we, you know, we're not watching it like normal people. Like, okay, not like teen girls in the eighties. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Tim, Tim Travers is a real dreamboat. But you yeah, know. he's uh, he's pretty dreamy. Although he's married, I gotta say, I'm I'm a little wary of this relationship yeah, that they're about to get into. I'm confused about where they're going to take this. But uh, Addison here knows exactly where they're going to take this, but. <laughs> I guess do not spoil it for us. <laughs> See, at first I thought it was exciting to have something in Salt Yeah, movie. no, I need to keep my mouth shut. <laughs> yeah, that was just kind of frightening. Like, oh, man. I, th- I don't remember if it was, like, at this scene or maybe their next conversation together, but you get an idea pretty clearly where where the, where this is going. All right, well, Pretty all right. soon, well, would you say within the next minute we're going to figure out no, where this no relationship idea. is going? 
Because yeah. I'm, I'm a little it's bit excited. Just, uh, it, it, it's just a... A lot of it's just her facial expression around him. Yeah, she, yeah. He, she's definitely into him. Like, he's yeah, a dreamboat, you said earlier. Mm-hmm. The director, he's got those really thin-framed glasses that were popular at the time. The director, Donald Petrie, just kept telling Annabeth Gish in this part, like, really, like, smile it up at this guy. Just <laughs> keep smiling right in his face. How old are, is, are the... The girl's supposed to be? Well... Julia Roberts and... She's going to college, and I think she's supposed to be, like, fresh out of high school. Going to, or not there? Like, she's not there yet? She has a full ride, or a partial ride, to Yale. Like, the Uh, night come fall Yeah, so so right now she's, like, working four jobs or something. Yeah. County babysitting. Which, uh, so that she can, like, save up for for college. Uh, Doesn't have time for boyfriends and stuff, as her mom keeps pointing out. Um, Right. I uh, actually looked up the age of Annabeth Gish in 1988 when this came out. Not really. I, I don't really know when it was filmed, really. But Presumably in, like a year earlier. Yeah, first. a year prior to 1988. Mm-hmm. But uh, Annabeth Gish at the time was only 17 years old when the movie came out. So How I was thinking... Tim Travers? Tim Travers, he's already like an established architect. Well, so. he, we can figure this out because we know he graduated college in 1979. Right. And, and she's going to so college. So probably, probably, he's like 32. Yeah. Yeah, I said before it's probably about a ten-year difference. You know, maybe a little bit more. Did he? Do you know if he's got like a master's or no? We we do not know because he he could be like thirty-five. He could be like. I don't think he has a master's because he's like a contractor. (laughs) Yeah, but he said he went to graduate school, right? Yeah. Well, but he went to Yale. How do you go to like? What is? Is he an architect? What is this guy's job? (laughs) I'm gonna say he's an architect or. Uh, like a engineer or I don't know. Addison, you went to Drexel. What is this guy? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, he might be an ar- architect uh, An architectural engineer? Is that couldn't possibly say I'm gonna say he's an architectural engineer I, I was in the English program <laughs> Did not learn any of these terms But he like he, he specializes in like telescopes No, no, no She's the one that's We keep going You keep thinking Oh yeah, because she's going answer. She's going for astronomy And he, he went for architectural design He keeps bringing design. up how much of a coincidence It was they both <laughs> went to Yale for astronomy they, No, they both went to Yale for telescopes Yeah <laughs> Anyway, we'll find out more about where this is going I guess in the next minute How long is this? Yeah Alright, so um, Do you want to outro us? Oh uh, yeah, um, thank you everybody This is Mystic Pizza Minute And thank you Addison Davis for being our guest today, sir um, yep. You got it We shall have you back uh, Next episode And our theme song is by Bungler And Steve Richardson is our producer Later, alligator 